In the ever-changing landscape of golf, one Kiwi is taking full advantage of his opportunities and over the weekend, well, just this morning really, scored his best result on the DP World Tour. We're talking Daniel Hillier, of course, and after leading the BMW International after two rounds, he's hung really tough, shot back-to-back 71s to finish, tied for third in Germany, making it a very profitable weekend and picking up a healthy stack of tour points in the process. But we, we understand that... Daniel's avoided those delicious German pilsners and just settled for a burger and fries for dinner. So fit for a uh, tied third, you reckon? Daniel, keeping it humble? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've probably had about four burgers this week. So, you know, why change if it's uh, if it's working, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a good week and, and um, obviously a bit of a grind over the weekend. But, yeah, um, pretty happy with how I stuck it out and got off to a pretty rough start uh, today. But... Yeah, brought it back nicely, and uh, yeah, so pretty pretty pleased with the result overall. Yeah, I mean that's it. You, you gave yourself a chance. You're in contention, so you, you're happy and you're feeling pretty proud and content with your efforts as you start to pack your bags and move on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's um, yeah, I was obviously in a pretty uh, pretty tricky spot, I guess, um, sort of on the cusp of the top hundred and. 15 or whatever it is to keep your card um obviously we're only halfway through the season but you know you, you always want to get off to a good start and uh, i didn't really do that and so yeah to have a couple of good results in the last few weeks has been um yeah really pleasing and sort of takes a bit of the weight off the shoulders and yeah so now hopefully i can just play with a bit more freedom and uh yeah these these good results will keep on coming We'll circle back to that because I'm curious about what happened a couple of weeks back. But just on this tournament in particular, what made you feel so comfortable going out there uh, on this course and being able to shoot quite low first round and then get it back it up in uh, the second round? What was what was working or what suited your game? Uh, I was hitting it really well. Um, Tee to green, it was probably yeah some of the best I've had um, for a wee while and. Yeah, it's just one of those things. If you're if you're hitting it well and giving yourself chances, it's um, you know the game seems pretty uh, stress free. Um, but yeah, I mean towards the weekend, I obviously didn't quite have that same precision with the ball striking, and you know had a few drop shots here and there. But yeah, again, it's it's um, it's just one of those golf courses where if you hit it well, there was there was always going to be a lot of chances. And um, yeah, with the way I was hitting it, I was pretty pretty comfortable that if I just played played my own game, I didn't try to force the issue, then, um, yeah, I'd give myself a pretty good chance and, yeah, pretty happy that I was able to, to stick it out near the end there. So playing your own game, like, what, what's it like? Explain it to us when you talk about these bigger DP Tour events and the crowds are lasered in on the the big dogs and the locals will be the Germans in this case. Do you kind of feel like you're a bit of a fly on the wall in those early rounds or did they quickly cotton on that you were going pretty low and did you have some eyeballs? Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot more support for, uh, for the home crowd and, uh, for the home players. And yeah, I mean, but at the same time, you know, when I was playing well, I was in that final group, there were plenty of people out watching and supporting me just like any other player. And I think that was, that's what's really cool about it, you know, is that even though they obviously will want, uh, you know, when we're in Germany, they want the German players to win and so on and so forth. But um, it's still pretty cool that, you know, when, when there's a foreigner playing well, they, they still get in behind them and, you know, they just want to see good golf, which is which is pretty cool. 
Yeah, awesome. Uh, I can imagine it really helps when you get a good crowd and you start to feel that momentum. Look, the wind seemed pretty brutal in round two in, in particular, uh, Daniel. So how does that change how aggressive you want to be? Because, you, again, you still managed to find a, um, a couple of birdies in that second round. So I, I saw a clip of you suggesting that growing up in Wellington and playing a lot of golf in Wellington, you're kind of accustomed to that. Is that actually a genuine thing? Oh, 100%. I mean, I just look back to my days playing, you know, Miramar Golf Club out by the airport and you get these 50, 60k southerlies coming through and, you know, you have to hit the ball 10 feet off the ground just so the ball doesn't travel sideways. And so, yeah, I guess growing up playing in those conditions definitely sort of helps you uh, learn how to control your ball flight. And um, yeah, it really served me well, especially out there, you know, the with the way the course is set up and there's a lot of trees and um, sheltered areas. And so it's... Um, you know, the wind can swell quite a lot. And so being able to sort of keep it below the trees and just hit, hit little knockdown shots was uh, was really key um, out there this week, I think. Yeah, great tool to have in the toolbox, especially when it does get like that. And, uh, I mean, how did you find your balance of patience and, and kind of making sure that you were staying aggressive enough, um, round three in particular, then the, today again? Did you find that balance right, or do you think you could have pushed a bit harder? No, I think I think I did pretty well for the most part, and and I think where I made mistakes, it was more from just miss execution rather than poor planning. Um, yeah, there might have been one one shot today. I think it was on ten where I sort of I was I had a big tree in my way, and I sort of it kind of put me off a bit, and I was trying to do too much with the golf shot, and wasn't really honed in on where I was actually trying to hit the ball. I was more focused on trying to avoid the tree, um, and so made made bogey there from hitting a poor second shot, but. So it's just stuff like that, you know, you, even if you're in a tricky situation, you still got to be really precise with where you're trying to finish it. Um, you know, not just trying to, not just trying to hit a certain ball flight or whatever. It's, you know, where you want to finish it or if you don't execute it, where's the best place to miss it and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I'm slowly, slowly learning, um, you know, to to make sure that that commitment and that precision's a, a lot better over each shot. And, um, yeah, hopefully that just keeps getting better throughout the time. Well, it's all learned experience, right? Like the the more shots you play, the more more courses you see and situations you're in. It just it's um you know goes to the quiver. So it's awesome, man. And uh, look, I know a couple of weeks back you were in contention at the KLM, and then it went a little bit pear pear shaped at the European Open. So I'm curious what you went away and looked at between then and then this weekend. Did you do much, or did you just need a bit of a spell, or um not. No, I didn't do too much really. It was, um, yeah. I mean, I had a had a good couple of weeks just to sort of reset. Um, I travelled out to to Sweden for the Scandinavian mix, and I was first reserve there, uh, so didn't actually get to play. So it was technically a week off for me, and then had a week off with uh, one of the Aussie boys in in Marbella, and you know we were just having some cash games and and playing some some good golf courses. We were able to play Valderrama, which was pretty nice. It's, it's wow. a pretty pretty amazing golf course that. Um, and so, yeah, just, just playing courses like that was just good prep, I guess, for this week. And, you know, with the tight tree-line courses with slick greens, it's, um, yeah, so I guess just a good couple of weeks to refresh. And, um, yeah, I just came out feeling really good, I guess, really ready to go. Did you finish up? I mean, you're only on burgers, but did you did you finish your cash games um, in the credit? Yeah, I did. 
So that, that was probably a good confidence booster for me coming in. <laughs> that is good. That's a moment. momentum's momentum, whatever way you look at it. Yeah. So, well, that's um, that's and, the thing. <laughs> and, and, and you want to keep it rolling. So uh, British Open, obviously, an awesome event. So Nick Faldo will be there. Have you ever played the Belfry before? Uh, no. So we were there for a Challenge Tour event a couple of years ago, but we played the course next door to it, which was it was still a pretty pure track. Um but yeah, I haven't haven't seen this course. So yeah, go out there on uh, I have a day off tomorrow and head out Tuesday and Wednesday, try and get a feel for it, and then yeah, we're straight back into it. And so you said, look, you've put yourself in a, a reasonably comfortable position now, where you can kind of drop the shoulders a little bit, and and the same with prize money as well. I guess less of Foxy this year because he's going so well, and and you see him in America. I mean, the whole thing it's kind of coming together, and I guess with Ryan over there. Does it give you confidence and is it, I guess, inspiring in a little way that there is a genuine pathway doing what you're doing and the more, um, I guess, results like this that you stack up, there is just a, a huge horizon there for you, Daniel? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's so cool seeing Foxy, you know, he's gone over to the States without playing much over there for, for the past few years and he's just gone and cruising, you know, top 20s like they're nothing. And it's so so cool to see that he's just, I think he's just found what works for him completely and, um, yeah, and he's just running with it. It's so good to see. Um, and likewise, like with a few of my other mates as well, like Minwoo Lee, I used to travel with quite a bit as an amateur and to see him doing so well, like he's, you know, contending in majors and whatnot now. And um, I just remember back to our amateur days when we were competing against each other and, so yeah, seeing seeing guys like him doing really well, it's just um, yeah, it sort of shows that you know can be done um, through this pathway. You know, he obviously he was on the deep world tour for a little bit there before getting mm. out to the states, and so yeah, it's pretty pretty cool to see some familiar face, uh, faces out there and uh, seeing them do well. It's all happening, man. It really is. Oh, uh, we'll let you crack on, uh, pack your bags, and, and get off to the UK. And then it's a busy wee schedule you mentioned, and then back home for the cold, hard realities of a New Zealand winter for a, a wee bit. So it'll be good to see you when you get back. And yeah, again, congratulations, mate. It's um, a really good stuff, and we'll be watching closely and maybe even chat again before you're done with the swing over the next month or so. Yeah, perfect. Cheers, Louis.